Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming, or if Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. Your host, Bam, is here. And uh, this week I talked with Tim Royers. Tim Royers, a uh, long-running tournament TO of Bug Eater here in, uh, here in the Midwest. And he's starting a new GT in the region, uh, the Cornhusker. So he talks a little bit about the Cornhusker, the meta. Uh, we get off the rails, but Tim's good at uh, having a decent conversation. So it was good, good talk, good time, and I'm just glad to have him on the podcast. On that note... I'm looking for somebody that's available on Tuesdays or Thursdays that regularly plays competitive 40k, uh, regularly hits tournaments in the Midwest, that would be interested in coming onto the show. Um, like uh, Sean Dilly right now, he's in full-on rugby season, uh, Dan has little kids, you know, Ben's changing jobs, blah, 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 blah. I just can't, uh, Duncan, I don't know what the fuck Duncan's doing, but I just can't seem to get uh, a regular crew to get dialed in, get a rhythm, get a show going, and I would like to find someone who is readily available, consistently available, and uh, earlier available at those times. So if you do, hit me up, uh, hit me up on the Facebook, hit my personal page, I don't care, um, and uh, let's see what we can do. Maybe have the patrons vote on who comes in, who doesn't come in, and uh, get a new host that way. So thanks for listening. Here's the episode, guys, and uh, Patreon rewards are going out next week. I got them back from Ben in a nice box. So they're ready for you guys. And then I'll figure out what I'm giving away for November. So thanks a lot, guys. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. If Wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. Uh, your host, Bam, is here. And I'm here with the uh, with the man, the uh, Tim Tesla Royers. What is up, Tim? How's it going? Uh, if you guys don't know, Tim has a Tesla, and uh, <laughs> we'll tell you all about it. So it's uh, the funny it's, thing is, like, I try not to be that stereotypical Tesla guy. Like, I try not to talk about it, and you guys always bring it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's not going to go away either. It's going no, to continue to continue to be a thing. So, uh, what's up, man? How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm kind of in. Uh, I'm in like tournament withdrawal right now. Like I had an RTT down at Holton a couple weekends ago, but then I don't play in another event until Renegade. So I'm like, I'm getting that itch to get more games in, you know. But nice. uh, it's a it's a good problem to have, right? Well, I, you're probably the only one with that problem, but it's probably because you're playing Admix. So that's probably got a little bit to do. For those who know, Tim had a pretty good outing at uh, Iron Halo. Uh, went uh, went five and one. Uh, was playing playing for all the marbles at the end of the round at the end of the rounds with the uh, Ben Sherwin, but uh, hard fought. Ben managed to pull that off. So Tim's Tim's tweaking and wanting to get back out there. And I am and well, use some admix. So I, I mean, I had I mean, I wasn't able to you know like right before the pandemic hit, I had started to really kind of hit my stride on actually getting out to events. You know, like I went to my first LVO, went out to Nova and all that stuff, and then that happened and so like i'm finally now able to find the time on the weekends to get back in again it just feels good i want to keep that momentum going you it's know good, man. It's, 
Well, you've talked about this. It's it's about the people you get to see on the weekends, right? I mean, that's the best part about it. So yeah, so I'm excited. But yeah, right now I'm I'm, I'm missing my fix a little bit. But yeah. I'll get to see a lot of people this weekend. I just won't get to play at all. Dude, I I was tempted, man. Uh, like hanging with Rudd all weekend. I was like, man, I'll bet you if I hit up Tim, I could get into Cornhusker. Oh, you totally and, could. Yeah. And I, I was going through all the stuff in my brain, and then I was like, no, like I've been, <laughs> I've I can't do it. Like I I just can't. There's no way. Because uh, this dude, I you know how I could fall asleep, anyways, right? You've yeah. got uh, today. I was just sitting there, and uh, I woke up like an hour later. Like there, there was no plan. There was no like <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. It was like I was watching. I was watching something, and the next thing you know, like I'm opening my eyes and I look at the clock, and it's an hour later. And, and, and you then, wonder why I call you a boomer all the time, even though you're yes. not like <laughs> spontaneous naps. But yeah, I went out and spent the weekend with Root. And uh, we got some 40k in up in Chicago, so that was kind of right on. That was kind of dope. Yeah, you've kind of ridden like the circuit. You've been all over the place the past, yeah, past few weekends. So I'm spent. So I feel bad for missing the Cornhusker. Oh, that's all right. But, uh, you just got to come I, back next year. Commissioner yeah. gets to be commissioner of the Lord Marshall Conference. Doesn't even show up to the opening tournament. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a ribbon cutting or something. I'm Quality leadership off. right there. It's yeah. good. For those who don't know, I guess Lord Marshall. Uh, since Tim brought it up, the the Lord Marshall season used to start in November. And uh, one thing that happened in our conference was we, we got a lot of good TOs, which I, I do have to say, we have a lot of good guys running a lot of good events. And it's kind of hard to like pick the events to go to sometimes because like all the guys out there running GTs, you know, them, you like them, you want to be at their events, but you can't do it every freaking weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, we decided to go ahead and open up a little bit of October to, you know, let the season kick off a little bit early. So guys wouldn't be so, bunched up on each other with the gts and uh tim's tim's doing the opening shot man the open the opening yeah, of the gimmick so yeah we're excited and if, and if you miss out you know this year definitely now that you know about it come out next year because uh yeah. we've we've been looking to do a gt in the fall for a while and yeah when the when we expanded the calendar for the season we definitely wanted to take advantage of it and we have that space right if you've never been if you've never been a bug eater i mean we we get the whole run of the school uh yeah. the school millard west uh, it's like the second or third largest high school in the whole state. You know, there's 2,400 kids in that building. So it's massive. So we get space is usually a premium at a lot of other events and, and we, we get whatever we need, which is super nice. And so we try and take advantage of it when we can. So, and for those who don't know, like, uh, it's the same crew that does the bug eater, which, uh, if you haven't heard about the bug eater, it's kind of one of the, it's kind of one of the gyms of the Midwest. It's been a long running tournament. Um, a lot of the monkeys over the years have traveled up. And uh, it's it's got a reputation for being, you know, a good event. There's a lot of really good players up that way. Um, Dan fucking Salmons, you know, a couple other guys. <laughs> and uh, it's it's always been traditionally like one of the, I guess, one of our favorite tournaments in the Midwest to go to. And and so Cornhusker is just basically the fall version by the same group. Yep. If, if, uh, if I got to, if that's about the best way to explain that. No, it is. It totally is. And it's a win for everybody, right? Because... Again, if you're not familiar with Bug Eater, what got what got us started with Bug Eater was uh, I was coaching debate at the time, and basically I was given a directive to get more creative on fundraising because my budget of, of district funds was getting cut, um, and that was right around the same time that like you started to see folks wanting to host more multi-day tournaments. Yeah, you because know, we started the Bug Eater back in 2010. If you think about what events were around in 2010. There wasn't much, right? I mean, if you think about how quick, most people don't stop and reflect on how rapidly the circuit has just ballooned. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, because at that point, literally at that point in 2010, you had what Adepticon, right? I mean, that right. was really it. That was really it for a major event. So, you know, I've, I've been playing Warhammer for a long time and I was like, well, shoot, usually the, the, you know, barrier is space. If, if you give me the facilities, I promise to, to put all ticket proceeds back to the debate program. And we've raised, gosh, $70,000 at least uh, since we've done that. And so if you need some extra, like, our, you know, ammo to, to win spouse approval for a weekend, whether it's Cornhusker or Bug Eater, you're, all that money goes to helping programs at the school. So it's, you know, that we don't pay for facilities. What we would pay for facilities goes to kids. So you're, you're helping, you're helping, helping some folks out with it. So and beats, beats running side hustles for the mob. So that's right. <laughs> we don't talk. That's, that's a story for another day. I, I don't um, think so, I'm safe yet to tell that story. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave that one there. So <laughs> you want to um, know more, you got to come and ask me in person. I'll yeah. tell you the story in person, but I'm not putting it on a podcast. So let's, if let's, uh, let's, just, just let's for what it's worth, if you're at a tournament, and uh, you beat Tim Royers, I'll buy you a steak dinner. And uh, over the course of a steak dinner, uh, a couple drinks, you get Tim to storytelling. There's some good stories in there. So that's right. Well, you know, you know. Well, the running joke, Bam, is whenever Bam would tell my opponents that I'd usually end up winning. Yeah. The the one opponent <laughs> that you did not say that to at Halo was Ben. You did was not it? offer Ben a steak dinner. Uh, so did you did you go to sleep that night wondering if I did it on purpose or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man no dude the last i think when you when i got the last good story out of you was when i had my near-death experience at a new year's knockout before the before i went oh yeah barbecue that's, that's right that's right uh, no no snow plows this year right no that's snow plows i'm taking the jeep this year so hopefully that's a little a little better than the fiesta fared up it should at Kansas least be City. a tie right like you should like you should be able to damage the plow a little bit if it if it happens again yeah. but <laughs> we'll see, man. I'm I'm not trying to repeat that one, dude, because that was a pain in the ass. But no, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, with but, the well, sorry, go ahead, man. Well, I was just saying, but with the Cornhusker, um, you know, we're real excited. We're getting off the ground with 38 players, which is solid for a first time filling that weekend spot. Um, and we 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 want to grow it into another major because I mean the, the advantage for us is we already have all the terrain and we already have the tournament staff. You know, it's like you said, it's literally just a copy and paste of Bug Eater, but it's in the fall. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yes, very easy for us for to scale too, up. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I dug when I did that berserker, I thought I was genius behind the corn in the helmet. You know, I think I it's like, great. Yeah. It cracks me up. The, the company, the local company, we get our awards. They even caught on to it. Cause you know, I had to explain like, well, you know, Corn, there's a character in the game called corn and, and they're like, Oh, that's great. There's corn. Like they're cracking up. So you even got them. <laughs> digging it so there well, you go. good man that's dope so with the <laughs> i guess i want to address the meta a little bit yeah what, uh, i know you haven't opened the list up to the the unwashed masses yet uh you should hang on to them to the very last minute because it drives dan salmon's crazy when you do yeah we un we unlocked them for players but i oh, got did you unlock for players yeah, oh, okay yeah um well what's the what's your meta shaping up to be is uh I, I heard some i heard some tellings that it might not be the typical meta so far and it might be a no, you have very few, very, I mean, again, we're talking 36 players, so a little bit more of a limited pool, but very limited Admech and Drakari, which to me kind of opens it up quite a bit. Now, what you have a lot of is Grey Knights, which given the results of some of the events around the country last week doesn't, doesn't surprise me, right? Because you had, I think their Art of War boys were down at a tournament in Florida and they kind of 
they kind of racked up the the podium spots with Grey Knights, and I'm seeing seeing that again too. Some of the really good, like Tyler DeVries is going to be playing Grey Knights, um, for example. You know, I would expect him to contest for for winning the thing. Um, ben Sherwin's bringing Grey Knights. His last hurrah before the Black Templars Codex is legal, so he's. But I mean, so some of the top players that are going are bringing Grey Knights, and I think that's going to challenge a lot of folks because I mean, even thinking back to my game. I think the the thing about Grey Knights is if you don't get your games in against them, there's so much that army can do that if you're not ready, will just punish you brutally for it, right? Like I wasn't, my main mistake in my game against Ben was I underestimated the mobility of that list, right? His Like your ability to move not just one unit, but so many units across the board. And that's what, I mean, that's what gave him the huge punch in turn one that he had, but it, you know, so even, but there's so many, and you know, cause you play great nice, but there's so many facets to that army where it's like, I thought I had a good feel of them because I had studied up like the buffs that you could give them to their shooting. Right. So like, no, I there's knew, sneaky shit, man. All right, the there's place, tons so. of sneaky stuff in there, you know? And so I think that's going to, well, you know, I went folks. five and one at, I went five and one to halo too. Right. And uh, really- you don't want, you don't want one loss was two. Who? Gray Knights. So, was it? Yeah. And uh, I had I had four Dread Knights and he had five Dread Knights. That's uh, right. That's right. The mandatory well, number of Dread Knights is apparently five. So. Yeah. I mean, and that is like on the Gray Knight on Gray Knight matchup, it's it's who goes first and then who has the, 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 the Dread Knight count. I mean, that really is what it is. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, we're talking, you've got, uh, uh, and, and I think too, you're seeing folks kind of revert back to playing what they enjoy more, right? So there's guys like Scott Thompson, for example, had been taking Admech. He's back to taking his Space Marines again. You know, he's, he's bringing his Iron Hands, right? And nice. so not that Iron Hands aren't bad. They're and Iron Hands can do some work, uh, and they're they're pretty strong, but they're not Admech, right? And so I think the other half of it is you've got folks picking up on Grey Knights, but also people just kind of like Ben talked about this on the podcast a few episodes ago, where it's like they're finally kind of choosing I'm going to enjoy my games rather than just like chase the tech, you know, like I enjoy ad mech. I mean, I know it's easy to say because they're really good right now. I like the, what I like about the list is like the, the buff synergy. I like that you can't even say this with a straight face, but continue. (laughs) I I like the overlapping buff mechanics in the list. Right. And I think that goes back to like, that's even like when I would play like MMOs, right? Way back when I would like raid World of Warcraft, like I preferred to be the buff bot and stuff like that, you know, and drop the auras and stuff in my party versus being the damage dealer. Like I like that kind of overlapping utility and stuff in my lists. And obviously Castellan's a fun Castellan. But so I like it is what I'm trying to say. Like I enjoy playing that list. It doesn't feel draining to me. But if you hate that list, then at a certain point you just got, I mean, we spend way too much time and money in this hobby to not enjoy the games we're playing. And I think you're just seeing people kind of say, Nope, I'm going to go play what I want to play. Um, and, and again, there's, there's plenty of lists that are like a tier, just a tier below dark Eldar and Admech that people can, like uh, Scott uh, bleeding, for example, he's bringing custodies, right? I mean, custodies are a solid army. Like they'll, they'll again, just like iron hands, they'll do work in a game. Right, uh, but they're just not admech, and so I think people are willing to kind of just go down just a notch, so that way they can get the fun of the game back for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going back to chaos jank. So yeah, I did the uh, I did the space wolves at the New Orleans Open and went five and three, which isn't a bad run. Mm-hmm. And no. uh, I you know I had a couple of good turns, especially when you go second, like what seven out of your eight games? seven out of eight games, man, one second. <laughs> so. I was, uh, dude, that's psychologically, I swear to God, that kicks you to nuts, man. 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it does. It does. But I mean, again, to the question of the meta, it's um, cause, and it's weird to me because I think in a, in a, in a matchup and Goonhammer had an article and talked about this. I think in a matchup, you'd still pick Admech every time. But I think, again, people are picking more Grey Knights specifically because they're still powerful, but they're the fun factors up on that army. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, out of out of 36 players, I think we've got six, seven Grey Knights. I mean, that's a pretty that's a decent. And again, it's you know, I already mentioned, you know, Ben's bringing them. Tyler's bringing them. Axel's bringing them. Um trying to think of who else is bringing them. Kyle Thompson's bringing them, right? Like the names that are recognized in the circuit are bringing them. So it's, it's not only the number, but it's the, it's the people driving them that are going to, I think that's really going to, it's going to influence uh, I think the final standings for sure. So we'll have to, I'm curious. Cause it's like, I don't think unlike Admech, I don't think that, I don't think I'd make huge tweaks to Grey Knights, right? Like, I, like nothing. I mean, you tell me you're, you're a Grey Knight player. I think so the Dread Knights can go up a bit in points. And, yeah, uh, but that's a small tweak, right? I'm yeah. saying, like, like I think there's some fundamental things that should happen to Admech and Drakari. I don't feel the same way about Grey Knights. Yeah. So that makes me hopeful about the future of the meta, because if we can funnel more folks into, like, the Grey Knight lists or the Orc lists... I feel like those are powerful, but not to the point where they're getting absurd win percentages. And so I think then you're going to see, because I've got locals who told me that, you know, they, they've heard about the meta. And so they're sitting this one out, right? Like they, they're excited that we have another two day event in town, but man, they just don't want to go through the grinder of, you know, playing all these lists the whole weekend. Cause they've heard, I mean, for better or for worse, I think we've developed a, pr a pretty good reputation that there's a solid core of players on the circuit. Right. And I mean, there's a, it's a double-edged sword. And one of the problems with that reputation is then it gets a little harder to, to integrate some fresh blood into it because there's that intimidation factor. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping that if we can, you know, again, tone move towards more toned down armies, he says, as he plays Admech, then I think we're in, I think that we're in good shape going forward. We'll see. So. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Well, and we got a we got a chapter group book coming pretty shortly too, which yep. we'll see we'll see how officially toned FGW is. Yeah, I got a feeling that there's been enough groaning and moaning that they'll uh, they'll deliver. So, well, if I could wave one magic wand for the meta, it would be for GW to bring back the biannual revision FAQs. That they, remember how they used to, it was like like clockwork, right? They they would have a spring revision and a fall revision, which I felt was better than, because right now, at least with the two chapter proofs that we have, what we've gotten are mission tweaks and point adjustments, which there's certainly a place for that. We just talked about how baby carries could probably go up a little bit, right? For sure. But there's, I mean, there's no precedent. I would not, I'm not anticipating like admec rules changes to come out of chapter approved. Whereas, and that's, that's the thing, you know, we talk about how, GW has gotten better in a few regards. I think they've backslid in this edition in terms of responsiveness because I remember, right? I was part of the, I was part of the team the team at Adepticon that literally created the rule of three because we took we took mids. <laughs> Fucking we, rut. We we yeah. I was on Matt Root's Tyranid team at the team tournament. We played the GW team that designed the Tyranid Codex and tabled them, and they were like, "We have to make some changes because we took an ungodly number of flyrants." Yeah, but, well, my, and that's my take too. Is like the I've said it before on the podcast. I'm not sure if you've caught it, but I said that the during eighth edition, you know, we were we were given this level of interactiveness and responsiveness that kind of set like this this pattern of behavior, right? 
And yep. so we had an expectation that this was going to be the pattern. This is going to be the way these things were handled. This was yep. going to be the behavior. And in some way, shape or form, we just all of a sudden one day just stopped doing that. Yep. You know, and, and some of it was probably COVID. Some of it was probably the, you know, them, them and their shipping and warehouse issues. But again, you know, I, I feel like you could FAQ a codex working from home. You could eradicate, 100%. you know, eradicate a codex working from home. And a sp- and I get it maybe if like in your particular area, you're not playing, but there are areas where, uh, you know, people take precautions, people do things and they've been playing, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're still selling the product, you know, and they're still playing, yeah, you should probably make some steps to make sure you're doing those adjustments and those things. And I would love, 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 to see like here's your codex here's the two week later yep here's the things that we we you know slip through the craps that people are recording and then like you know have them clean it up in the summer and have them clean it up in the winter yep and we have like a healthy meta state for most of the time and yep i think you're still going to have the problems where like iron hands got nerfed what four times five times yeah and 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 all people did was just found new ways to to abuse them because that supplement was so broken that it was you know, insane, but well, they had to they had to nerf that special character right out of the box. I mean, we all got we we read the I remember we all read the rules preview of that dude, and we we're just like, this is insane. But I mean, well, and, and that's the thing, right? It's and and I think the whole I think it's way past time to use the pandemic as an explanation for rules responsiveness. Like I, I could see that for like supply chain issues still, but for Christ's sake. I mean, even GW has now hosted several multi-day events. So it's like you have enough data from your own events, even if for some reason you don't trust our events, to, to figure out that adjustments, you know, that adjustments need to be made. And I, I just, yeah, I, I think getting back to that point of the healthy meta is key. Um, and Well, and let's talk about that for a second, right? That's another thing that we had considered doing for Cornhusker was um, banning the campaign books, either in whole or in part. Um, and you know, that was something that we had heard from a few folks, Dan Sammons, very strongly about, um, that, you know, we need to kind of take matters into our own hands and like tournaments need to make adjustments. And I get where they're coming from. I mean, I first got into the hobby in Warhammer fantasy. So like, that's kind of where I got into the tournament scene and, and in fantasy, that was the norm. Like tournaments just had rules like compacts. So it was standard that like, for example, if you played Skaven, you were down 200 points. Like you had, you, you could only pick, you know, 1800 points instead of 2000, for example, because that army was just too busted. And I remember I had folks going up to buggy or this year saying the same thing about Jakari. Hey, if they played Jakari, they should only be able to take 1900 points. <laughs> so we, I seriously looked at banning at least like the veteran cohort for Cornhusker. Cause I'd heard from a number of folks asking for that. But then when we checked into it, it's weird as much as folks are mad about the balance issues, and I'm one of them, for some reason, folks hate house rules even more, right? So like when I like floated that test out there and said, hey, if I ban campaign books, what is that going to do? Half the half of the pool that's going to be there this weekend was like, I'm out. I don't want to set that standard. I don't want to open that door. I don't want house rules. And so it's, which I think is really important for GW to know, right? Because I, it, maybe GW's mindset is like, well, if it's really that bad, they can make adjustments. People, I think as much as GW has regressed in, as far as like FAQs and fixing the game, I think one thing that people like is the fact that we use GW missions now, right? For better or for worse, 
their GW's missions. We're not using, you know, ITC's missions or Bug Eater's missions because we used to have our own mission pack. Renegade Open used to have its own mission pack, right? And I think people like the fact that the missions are the missions are the missions, no matter what event you go to. And they don't want to see that happen with like army construction, right? They don't want to be like, oh, well, if I go to, you know, down to Branson, then I can only take 1800 points because I have Admech. Oh, but if I go to Renegade, I can't take the veteran cohort. Oh, but if I go to Bug Eater, then I can't do this, right? Like they don't want that. And so I think that it just makes what we just said about GW even more important that they got to get their shit together and they got to step in and fix their game because that's what people want, right? Yeah. Instead, we get tone deaf metal watch articles where they're like, everything's fine. And we're like, bro, yeah. stop. It's like, it's like, could you be more Soviet right now? Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to rename it from metal watch to Pravda because it just yeah. feels like it's straight out of like Soviet <laughs> Moscow in 1984. Like, <laughs> like, like photoshopping people not, sta- you know, from standing behind Sigmar, you know. Right. Just, <laughs> So, oh man yeah i i hope they get back on track i you know yep. we, we we play this game because we love the we love the lore we love the setting you know we love the models and it's there's a lot of people out there i i, I wish we're enjoying it more you know myself included mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and i think they'll come around but it needs to be sooner than later so yeah no i think they will too i think they're starting to listen which is good. I mean, yeah. that's because because here's here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure you see this because you have your own shop. Shoot, but for even the folks that don't play in tournaments, what happens in tournaments drives everybody. Like everybody hears about it, it drives sales. You know, like I mean, it, it there's a ripple effect that it does affect their bottom line, just not directly, right. uh, whether they realize it or not. Um, and so you know that that's. I mean, Dan's talked about how, you know, he's he's not planning on buying stuff, right? And it's like, those are the folks, you need to chase your whales because they're way more likely to buy a whole new army, which is going to give you a way bigger return on investment than, you know, the, I mean, I, I would have students who would want to get into Warhammer and I'd be like, caution, <laughs> if you have a part-time job, all of your income will not go to Warhammer, but by all means do it, right? But those those folks could barely afford you know, again, a Dan Sammons will spend in a week what those folks will spend in months. Yeah. If you have well, them and, you, and you talk of Wells, you know, how many armies have we seen that dude go through in a season? Right. You know, because he's he's out trying to stay on top of the meta. And, yep. you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know a lot of people make comments about chasing the meta and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Fine. But, you know, again, like you said, if those guys have decided they're going to back off from buying armies, you know, yep. I, I'm I'm curious what the what the far reaching effects are for it because agreed. You know, this is this is without even inserting uh, 3D printing into the the conversation. You know? Right. So there's there's a lot of other perfect storm elements going on out there that they continue to be asleep at the wheel. Might might be a long way back home. Oh, look at that handsome lad. If I don't get to see his thighs, why why am I even on the chat with him? I mean, that's my question. Yeah. For those who don't know that aren't watching the video, Sean Dilly just popped in. For what? So what's up? We're just about to close it out, man. Oh, okay. Well, Dilly's 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 coming up to court. Yeah, so can, I'm coming. So he's, uh, he, he's one of our few. Whole, he's he's playing the Drakari. He's one of our few holdouts playing one of the two top. We're Sean. We were talking about. I don't know if you've. I, I unlocked the list. I don't know if you have a chance to look through them. There's like barely any 
Dark Eldar or Admech. I mean, there there's That's like what I was hearing. There's like three of you, which is it, it, just be prepared to play Grey Knights, man. That's all I'm gonna say. That's fine with me. <laughs> so why? Since I'm curious, why why'd you go uh, back to the Dark Eldar instead of the Admech? Just more fun, or yeah, it's more fun to me. Admech's is boring. Yeah, I goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean that's like I played Tau a little bit. Tau was boring because. They just sit there and shoot. I mean, I feel like Admex a little bit the same way, but they do have some melee. But yeah. with uh, Drew Kari, I feel like there's more interaction with the table, and so it's more fun to me. To I, as far as the way armies feel, you know, I've I at least against Drukari armies feel like there's a chance I can win sometimes. Mm-hmm. With Admex, I feel like there's definitely a less of a chance, you know, getting matched yep. up across the table. And yep. you know, I, I played good good players with my Space Wolves. And won games, you know, with them playing Drakari, you know, and, and I just feel that like I can go to Drakari game and I know I might not win, but I also know there's a good chance that I can right. if some things play out certain ways. And and I never get that feeling for playing Admech. You know, I, I just don't, you know, and the one game I won in a tournament against Admech, he made a huge mistake and I just capitalized on the mistake. So yep. it wasn't so much that my skill set was that high. It was just that I was able to see and hit the mistake when it happened. So um, so what uh, I hadn't looked, what's what's predictions? Who do you guys think are gonna be top players there? I know Salmons is there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him in the ring already. Well he's playing Admech, right? Yeah, or- Ad- Admech with an assassin detachment, so he can call it Imperium. Oh, what a dirty, dirty, dirty man. I know. After after the the roasting he gave Ben for chasing the meta, he does it himself. Yeah, if you guys, so if you guys see Dan Sammons on the internet being Dan Sammons, you guys should probably throw that one out there. So, what else? Yeah, he's, he's playing like the bullshit meta list with the Flyers and the Raiders and Russ Stockers, and he's playing it. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, he he messaged me, you know, asking to borrow models, which I'm always fine to do, but then he's like, Do you have any Flyers? And I t- I told him, I said, no, I haven't gone that dirty yet. And then he went out and made sure he got flyers so he yeah. could just take the jank up just that much farther. He asked me that, too. I said, nope, they're not built. <laughs> yep. I think, in terms of predictions, I think you're going to see one of the Grey Knight one of the Grey Knight players. It'll be it'll be Grey Knights versus either, like, I could I could see Dilly's Dark Eldar or Dan's Admech. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Sherwin with Grey Knights, though, you guys are going to have to Hopefully, get lucky and dodge and submarine round six. Yeah, or <laughs> it's or or I think what's what's going to be tough for Ben and for Tyler and the other guys is getting taken out by another Green Knight list, right? That'll be what does it is they're going to get taken. He'll get taken out if he gets taken out. It'll be by somebody else that's playing the same army, basically. Yeah, I don't know, list. man. He uh, he shit in Tyler's mouth at Halo playing Green Knights. He did. Grey Knights, so he it's, did. It's, uh, I think but I'm he's... pretty sure he had the great. He had the Dread Knight advantage on him, if I remember right. Yeah, I think Tyler was down one, did, which, like you talked about, that was the issue in yours. So. Yeah, did, did Tyler change his list at all? Has he got more Dread Knights now? Let's look and see. Let's yeah. look and see. While I'm looking it up, we are gonna, we are, we are trying something out uh, at Cornhusker. We're experimenting with this. We're gonna in the last round, we're gonna cut so that way, if you're on the top table in the in round in the last round and you lose, you get you finish second. Because we think it just kind of stinks if you make it all the way to top table and then like you tumble down to ninth simply because you lost that last. Like you fought all the way to get there. That should be reflected in the standings, you know, in some way. So we're so gonna you're just making like, it's like a mini pod for one and two. 
Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to kind of protect your spot. And so we're going to try that out and just get the feedback from the guys that are there and see how they feel about it. Just because, yeah, I think like, and, and we made that decision before Halo, but I can live that now. Right. It's like, Oh, I got the top table, but I, you know, I finished down in fourth. Right. Like it just seems kind of weird to say that you were in the finals. Cause usually in any other event, if you're in the finals and you lose, oh, so we're doing it second. because of Tim. That's why we're doing it. That's right. It's totally, he yeah. feels bad. Yep. We're gonna call it the Tesla rule too, just yeah. to just to just to ice it. All right, let's see. <laughs> let's see what Tyler's got here. Okay. We've got Grandmaster, two Grandmaster Nemesis Dread Knights, and then one, two. Yeah, he's got his fifth. <laughs> yeah, he definitely changed it up. So he's got the pretty standard five five dread knight list. Let's see if Axel did anything crazy. Axel is like Jekyll and Hyde. There'll be one weekend where he'll come down with this super fine-tuned list and you're like, Axel came to play. And then there's other weekends where it's like, I feel like he literally just dump models out on the floor and goes, this is an army, and then takes it. So let's see what he's bringing. No, it looks like he's got the five. Yeah, he's he's coming to play. So there you go. So the thing is, is can I kill five dreadnoughts? That's what we're at. Right. I think you can. Yeah. You, yeah. you just got to... One is don't don't get shot because <laughs> the I mean the Dread Knights actually have like perfect or Grey Knights actually have like perfect shooting for Dark Eldar. Mm, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have to make sure that you're taking advantage of terrain and you're you're gonna need to line up the charges and not let them line up the charges. Yeah. And then hopefully you're taking advantage of your fight first and Which, smoking them before they can swing at you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my excuse now is if I lose at all to any Grey Knight players, I've played maybe six games with Jakari, so I'm still like looking <laughs> in my codex at like, there you go. oh, what, what strategies do I have? Yep. No, terrain will be key, and I'm feeling good about that. We've got uh, Cookie helping out. He's one of the guys helping them with the event. If you don't know Cookie, he's, Cookie's probably one of the smartest 40K minds I know. He's like a, he's like a 40K rain man. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> for no, for I mean, like, talk to people that played in Bug Eater, like, consistently. I've had people come up to me since Bug Eater to talk about how solid the terrain was, and that was entirely cookie. Uh, and he's going to be helping out. And, and we, we set up the mission order to make sure that if there's a change in deployment, we have a break, like, whether it's a lunch break or it's, you know, a break between day one and two, so we can go around and reset the terrain to make sure that it actually fits the deployment. So we're solid. Yeah, we're we're we made that conscious decision to make sure because yeah, I mean terrain in this edition just makes because the offensive firepower for all these armies is so strong now. If you don't, it's not even a, you can't even joke about playing a bowling ball anymore. It's it's if you even have too many firing lanes, it can it can just you know dust like you said with your space wolves, right? Like if you don't have the means to shield at least some of your army and move up the field then against a bunch of lists, it's just GG, right? I mean, and so if you don't adjust and and you. To me, in my mind, there's not one universal terrain deployment map that covers all the missions. So if you if you aren't as a TO, if you're not putting the space in your schedule in your event to, to adjust terrain as you adjust missions, then you're just you're you're missing out on an opportunity to really strengthen the quality of your of your games at your event. It's just we, I was blown away by the feedback we got a bug eater. So for any TOs listening, I would strongly consider doing something similar. So. Well, good, man. Well, if, if people want to find information out about the Bug Eater or the Cornhusker, where do they go? Uh, they can go look up Bug Eater GT on Facebook. We have our Facebook page there or go to BugEaterGames.com. And then we have a separate page for the Cornhusker. And then we have the, the, the site 
for the bug eater, which bug eater will be the same time first weekend of June again, you know, we'll, we'll roll on our usual weekend. And so, yeah, obviously uh, past time to get in on Cornhusker, but uh, if you want to literally, if you bug eater is the second oldest uh, major in the country, um, us and Nova are tied for second Adepticon's the oldest. So if you want to go to one of the longest running events in the country, that's, that's a multi-day or get out to the bug eater in June. Yeah. So. Bug eater is great. So you should go. That's one, one of the, one of the independent ones you guys should hit. So, Dilly, I'm glad you at least made it on for for ten yeah. or so minutes. I won't I, be I, here Thursday. I'll be uh, in Omaha Thursday. So. What are you What are you wearing, man? We right. can't get a good view. Oh, just a polo. Okay, nothing, nothing else. <laughs> just a polo. I had a, I was late because I had to you know pick up my outfit. Oh, okay, was that it? So yeah, you had to oil up your thighs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But, all right, well, Tim, thanks for joining us tonight, and thanks yeah. for the info, man. And uh, remember, if you guys need also tips on uh, owning a Tesla, Tim is a, a resource that you should hit up. So, hey, you can assemble AdMech while driving the Tesla. You can. I've, I've got the pictures to prove it. I think that's where the shit started. I think when we saw that we were all just jealous, and yep. and that was that was what it was going to be. So. Well, I think it, it was because I was putting a chicken walker together, right? Like it yeah. was like the worst kit, and that kit is fucking horrible. So. It is. It was bad. Cruising yeah. down Highway 75 on autopilot, just assembling the thing. It was great. Yeah, Sean, you got anything? Uh, I do not look forward to Cornhusker. You gonna be back Thursday to record with uh, the rest of the dildos? Uh, I, no, I think I'll be in Omaha. I'll be okay. unless I do it on the drive down. But well, I'm glad we got you on a little bit. So yeah, all right, guys. We'll uh, good luck at Cornhusker, and uh, okay. we'll probably read and talk about it here afterwards. All right, catch you later. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>